Spirelli presents Radio Collezione The Story of Alfa Romeo TZ2 by Simon Kidstone If there's one classic car that defines Italianity, it's quite possibly the Alfa Romeo TZ2, the Tubolare Zagato. Now in overall terms, it's probably just a motor racing footnote. They made eight of them. They were only raced for two seasons, 1965 and 66, by the Alfa Romeo semi-factory team known as Autodelta. But since then, because of its looks, because of its rarity, because of its, let's face it, sex appeal, it's come to be regarded as one of the most beautiful and desirable racing cars in history. But how did it come about? Well, in the 1960s, Alfa Romeo were enjoying their second golden period. The first one before the war when they made very expensive, mostly supercharged cars for the rich and famous. And then after the war in a new era of austerity, they came up with what was known as the small car big performance formula. Cars for the masses, but that could also be tuned and raced by gentlemen drivers at the weekend helping to sell cars on the following Monday in the showrooms. By the mid-1960s, Alfa needed something a little bit more specialized to compete with rivals such as Abarth and Porsche in the smaller engine classes. So they came up with a tubular chassis, hence the tubolare in the name, to keep the car lightweight but stiff at the same time for good handling. And they asked Milanese coach builder Zagato, who was specialized in very lightweight bodies, particularly for racing cars, to clothe it in the most slippery, aerodynamic, and lightweight body possible. So they came up with what was known at the time as the Giulia, which was the car that it was based on, Tubolare Zagato, hence TZ or TZ if you're American. And that car did very well in racing in its uh, early career, but fairly soon, because advances in technology were coming fast and furious at the time, it became under pressure from some of the other rival makes. So Alpha decided to make an even more extreme version. Above all, it was lowered. Internally, it was known as the Abbassata, the lowered TZ, and of course then became nicknamed the TZ2. That car was super low by dry sumping the engine, canting it over at 45 degrees to keep the bonnet line low, putting much smaller diameter wheels on it to lower the center of gravity, having the designer, sorry, the driver reclined in an almost deck chair position and making the whole thing probably no more than thigh high height to most drivers. It was really a car that you climbed down into rather than sat up in. Famously, the TZ2s were driven by what English journalists referred to as the hairy armed brigade, mostly Italian drivers, not always particularly well known, but inevitably very determined and usually very fast. Raced for two short seasons, and then it disappeared because Alfa Romeo decided to concentrate on the GTA, which was a much more production-based car that they could sell in large numbers. Alfa made just eight TZ2s, but given the value of the car today and the fact that it used mostly production components, they're not that difficult to fake. So it's uh, famously said that of the eight made, just 20 survive. But you can usually tell if a car is real from the company that it keeps and the collection that it lives in. 
Every component on the car looks, I have to say, cheap and light and built to last about five minutes. But it's a perfect example of a car where the sum of the parts makes so much more than the individual components would suggest. It's beautiful, it's sexy, it makes a lot of noise, it's temperamental, it's high maintenance, but there's probably no better 15-minute adrenaline rush that you can enjoy with your clothes on. I took one out last night uh, in the Milan traffic, which is probably not the most clever place to test drive a car. It was dark, it was cold, but after just a couple of minutes in the car, you really are on cloud nine. You get right down into it, this very lightweight and flimsy plastic door, the whole car is made of fiberglass. You're almost reclining once you're inside. The ignition key to the left of the steering column, turn it, cheap little key, it could have come out of a Fiat 500. Tick, 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 tick. You can hear the fuel pumps ticking away. Right foot on the accelerator, of course, a very cheap and flimsy accelerator. Give the uh, carburetors a few gulps of fuel, turn that left-hand key, and bam, you've got this huge noise out of the exhaust, uh, straight, straight through exhaust, uh, under the left-hand uh, door sill, right in your left-hand ear. The car does not like idling. It, uh, it's lumpy. It, uh, doesn't, it's not happy at low revs. But the steering, the small leather steering wheel, incredibly direct, very short shift gear change. You have this fantastic, almost pornographic view out over the bonnet with all kinds of scoops and um, straps and toggle switches and so forth. And this very, very steeply raked uh, windscreen. It's really one of the best views in the automotive kingdom. And we drove around last night. Pedestrians hate it. Men outside bars love it and give you the thumbs up. It makes a hell of a lot of noise. Under 3,000 revs, there's nothing. There are fireworks from 5,000 to 8,000 revs, and you get back with a very big smile on your face. But I have to say, as you can probably tell, one of my absolute all-time favorite cars, the Alfa Romeo TZ2. You've been listening to Radio Collezione by Pirelli.